0: Lock Talk Radio
1: Good evening. It's Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and welcome to another episode of Be Unique's Unscripted, where we talk to artists, musicians, performers, and business professionals. My name is Tony Taylor. I'll be your host for this evening. You know, you can spend your Thursday nights anywhere, and we are excited you're spending it with us. The conversation is cool, it's calm, and it's casual. You can also be a part of the conversation by dialing 516-418-5651. Now, before we begin, let's talk about why you need to get on your phone and go to beunique.org. That's B-U-N-E-K-E dot org. Here's what Be Unique is all about. Our mission is to work today to change tomorrow using digital mediums to connect the world with professional storytelling and media production. We work to educate, Get comfortable and get ready to dial 516-418-5651 with your questions, comments, and whatever else you may want to say. Let's meet our guest.
2: All right, good evening, everybody. It is Thursday night. It is 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, and you are listening to the Unique Unscripted. Today, I am extremely excited and thrilled to have as my guest Nikki Giovanni-Watson. Nikki Giovanni-Watson is the founder of the Design Quad, it's based in Dallas, Texas. The Design Quad is the largest home staging company in the nation, with over 300 properties staged at one time. The company also does flooring, sales and installation, interior design, and remodeling. Nikki, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here this evening.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
2: Well, we are very, very <laughs> excited to have you. And uh, I'm going to throw this out as a tease. I was mentioning this to uh, Nikki earlier. Uh, I will never look at a $10 bill the same way again. And uh, in order <laughs> to find out exactly what I'm talking about, you need to stay tuned and listen to the show because it's a great story. But first off, Nikki, I want to ask you, can you describe or can you tell um, our listeners who may
0: not know what exactly
2: is home staging and what is that all about?
0: So home staging is the act of uh, setting a property up for sale on the real estate marketplace. So if you can imagine, if you've ever been to a model home and you go in and see the furniture and everything set up, it kind of gives you a feel for how you live in the house. So that's what we do. We bring in furniture and accessories and we kind of paint the picture for the home buyer. So you add
2: a special design or a special finesse to a person who's going to be
0: selling their home, correct? Yes, yes. We help help home sellers um, bring more people in and appeal to more buyers.
2: Do you find that there's a big demand from that from real estate agents?
0: Oh, there's huge. So a lot of agents have a perception about home staging in certain areas. They feel like it's expensive, it's not worth it. But the ones that are really educated on it and they know the numbers, it's, it's a no-brainer. They always go for it because they know that it will um, sell the house faster and for more money.
2: Well, I'm going to ask you the age-old question. I'm sure you've been asked this a million times, but our listeners want to know and I want to know. Nikki, how did you get involved in home staging?
0: Well, it was really an accident. I used to be a – before I started staging, I was a home, uh, flooring rep for a chain of flooring stores. So I did that for 10 years. I built a lot of relationships with realtors and investors. And one day I met a home stager, and his name is Jason Maxwell, and he had the largest company in our market at the time. I thought what he did was amazing. I went to his warehouse, and there was just aisles and aisles of um, – of artwork and pillows, and I just thought this was so cool. And right. um, then he closed his business. He ended up having a life-changing uh, decision. He closed his business. <laughs> he moved back home to Arkansas. And then our market was um, we were looking for, or a lot of the agents were looking for a home stager. And I said, oh, I can do that. <laughs> and that's how <laughs> I got into home staging. I, it was really um, a, opportunity. I'd already done it for friends, f- friends and family, kind of helping them with their houses. Right, and when right. um, left, I took the opportunity and said, "Hey, let me try. Give it a try." And a lot of the people that I built relationships with gave me a, a chance. Did the was
2: the young Nikki always fascinated by interior design or design in uh, general? Were you always decorating?
0: I think, I think so, and on some level. So, you know, uh, okay. when you're young, you don't know what it is. So I used to always change my room around, and <laughs> it was never the same when my parents came home. So they're like, did you move that bed? And, yeah, yeah I moved it around, but I didn't really realize that that's what I was doing uh, until I got <laughs> older. Uh, I would move into places, and, and I'd decorate my house real, real cute, and people come over and say, oh, my God, can you help me with mine? And I still didn't charge anything. I just didn't wow. think about wow. it as a business. So it was just kind of always a natural thing, and then when the opportunity came up, I was like, "Oh, I, I'm sure I can do that."
2: <laughs> oh, well, and it, and so you started early. You were already designing interiors way earlier. So you must have right. had this fascination. And I tell you, when you were growing up, was it something? Was that something you thought about doing, or was that something that you maybe it occurred to you about doing? Or what was it that the young Nikki wanted to do before? she discovered the amazing world of home staging.
0: I actually wanted to be a stockbroker, which is so crazy. <laughs> oh my God. I,
2: don't, I don't mean to laugh. I'm not laughing. At, at, <laughs> I'm laughing at the fact that let's, let's pick two careers that are completely
0: opposite. Complete opposite,
2: <laughs> something that's mechanically inclined, something that is drone work, something that is strictly business related. Oh, And then it's the other one, which is completely creative, completely self-reliant, and completely something (laughs) that is within that person's
0: self. Wow. That was quite the
2: transition, Nikki.
0: (laughs) I studied finance in college. I just knew that was where my path was. I was going to be a stockbroker. And one of the movies when I was young in the 80s, um, I saw some stockbrokers at on Wall Street and I thought, That looks very cool. I think I can do that. I think that's what my career and I, I went to study and then I got to uh the second part second, second year in my degree study right. and I was like, I hate numbers. I realized then I hated numbers. <laughs> so
2: that was
1: that was not
2: Stockbroker was not gonna be for you. <laughs> right. But but it does it does make sense because you have become an incredible entrepreneur. I mean, your company has exploded. And now the home staging you did, you know, the design quad is what? How much how much business? I mean, how how
0: busy are you, Nikki? We're pretty busy. So the the interest rates affected our business. Yes. June seventeenth was when the interest rates went up, so everything changed in the real estate market we're in right. we're in Dallas Texas and um it, all over the country interest rates people yes. are more afraid to buy it's just a different right. market right now so we're doing about three before this the change we're doing about three properties a day every day vacant properties so we're bringing everything in and um you know from top to bottom for three properties a day now after June seventeenth we're doing six a day. So it's a okay. lot of volume. It is, right. It's probably three times what normal sagers do. Do you have a, a
2: particular – I mean, do you have a group of folks that work with you in these designs, um, you know, providing yeah. all of the materials for you? I mean, is this something you had to go out and personally get yourself? You
0: yes. know, finding so these folks. inventory uh-huh, – yeah, inventory. We, we purchase everything ourselves. Uh, we do – Buy from whole, buy from manufacturers, buy wholesale, and then a lot of things like small small um, accessories we buy retail. So we'll go to the home goods and the at home stores and, and those kind of stores to get small things. But the, mostly the big things we get from manufacturers. And we do we own all of our inventory, so okay. we don't uh, rent anything out. That it's all in house owned owned in house.
2: Do you think? I mean, am I right to think that? You know, your interest in – well, you didn't like numbers, but your interest in numbers and becoming a stockbroker, has that been an asset to building your company?
0: I think it has – some effect on it. I Right now, I took a personality test a couple of years ago, and I figured out that the reason why I don't like numbers is my personality <laughs> is, doesn't have that trait in there. So the people that are hired, so the office staff and people that are on the team, they like that. So they, I have a young lady that works in my office. She has an accounting background, and right. everybody has different strengths. So we all play off of each other, and we just build the perfect team because we all have different different um, assets. Now, you talked about being
2: a rep uh, prior to, you know, starting your business. Um, how did you – I mean, how did you get into that line of, of work from college, you know, going from, you know, wanting to maybe be a stockbroker to going into what, you know, eventually turned into be interior design renovation and remodeling? How did you get that start? I mean, what – So, in, in the floor industry, industry – Right. Uh,
0: I accepted a job in the flooring industry just as a kind of entry level. I, I had been a stay-at-home mom, and um, the girls were getting older, and I was like, well, I'm ready to go back into the uh, workforce, and right. I accepted a job as the office manager for this chain of stores. So I was at the uh, sitting at the desk doing all the accounting numbers again, uh, <laughs> paying off the right. And everything. Hating and it, I She didn't. was hating every minute of it, folks. She was doing the numbers and hating every minute of it. <laughs> I didn't really like it. But that there was an operations manager that came to me, and he, after about a year that I worked there, he said, Nikki, I think you should go into sales. I think you would love it. But I had never sold anything. I've never sold not <laughs> one kind of item. I've never done anything, like not Mary Kay or anything. And um, he said, I think you would be really good at it. I was like, well, I don't, I've never done it. I don't know what to, you know, how that would work. And he said, just give it a try. I think you'll like it. And I went out and the first place that I went to sell floors was uh, the courthouse steps, you know, uh, investors buy houses at the courthouse on Tuesday, on the first Tuesday. And that was the first place that I could think of to go to try to get business. So I went there. I met a couple of investors and they called me that week and said, Hey, we've got these houses. Can you provide us floors? Well, I didn't know anything about the sales process, so I had to take the owner with me, and he <laughs> sold it, but he was thinking, how did you find these people? Like, what, this is a whole other arena right. business. And so we, uh, that's how everything got started, and I started uh, meeting realtors and volunteering and uh, just doing all kinds of stuff with the real estate community,
2: and that's how that grew. Did it, did it seem like you had a natural pension for sales, or was it something you felt you had to work into? Oh, it was natural. It came
0: the, yeah. even the, probably the first day when I met those guys on the steps. I was like, this is really – this is where I need to be. So even in my business now, I don't do the day-to-day staging. Um, there's the, the stagers do all that. I market right. the company. So I go out and, and cultivate those relationships more.
2: You know, isn't it amazing uh, when you look at where you're at today – and then you think about where you came from, how all of those steps ultimately led you to the place you are today. Does that ever come to you? It
3: is place. really
0: mind-blowing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> every little thing. It's like every little thing you've talked about just this, in just these brief few minutes has you know completely gelled with this person you are today. And, um, you know, you, you really see the fact that, wow, what was the natural progression going to be other than becoming an entrepreneur
3: and having the All
2: imagination right. and having the drive? Um, you talked about, uh, this was interesting, you talked about um, what would, you know, what would you tell a young lady or a young gentleman, you know, about not letting anybody stop you with dreams, your dreams. But you know what? You you also too bring home a point in that you know you you, you had you know you have your dreams you had your dreams of what you want to do and you're doing it right now. But you also did the most important thing I think anybody can do with a dream: you worked for it, right? You didn't you didn't just wait by the phone or wait for something to happen. I mean, you actually worked for it. Can you describe about the steps that you t- you you took to become a a um, a staging a staging professional when you knew absolutely nothing about it?
0: Well, I think for me, I didn't – so a lot of people take a couple different paths when they are getting into the staging industry. They take um, courses, so there's lots of courses out there. Now there are – when I first started, there were maybe three or four certification classes that you can take, um, but they're really expensive, and I didn't have the money. So what I did was I went online, and I, I bought the book from the creator of staging. Her name is Barb Swartz. And okay. she was – in the 70s, she was a real estate agent and a interior designer. And so oh, she would right. stage her client's properties, and she called it setting the stage for a sale. So I bought her book. It was on Amazon for $20, and it was called <laughs> Building a Successful Staging Business. Right. I read her book. I, I read it two or three times, and I was like, okay, I think I'm ready. And in the back of that book, it had three contracts. And I, my first client that I got – I I typed this contract word for word because I didn't have anything and I was thinking, well, oh my God, she's gonna kill me. I'm I'm copying this lady <laughs> contract. I don't know if it's legal. I don't know, but I had nothing else. So I, I my contract has changed now, but that's what I started off with, and that is how <laughs> <laughs> that's how I kind of built the basis of it, and right. um, kind of everything else was trial and error. There's a lot of things well, I do differently in most, in most stages. <laughs> well, i tell you what, it, it definitely paid
2: off because even though that wasn't your contract, it worked. And, uh, right. and here you are. Now, you brought it up, so I'm going to explore it. Uh, your first job. Your first job involved exactly what I was talking about, and correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. uh, earlier with $10. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, it's amazing what $10 can do for you. And I can't tell this story nearly as good as I'm sure Nikki can. So, Nikki, let's talk about that $10, and let's talk about that first job.
0: So, at the time, my uh, daughters, I was still working for the flooring company, and my daughters were going off to college. And I started staging really, you know, just because there was an opportunity, but also I had a set of twins that were going to college, and I needed a few extra dollars to send go oh, yeah. College. If parents, if you know about college students, you know this is this is true. They're going to ask for book money. They're going to ask for pizza money. They're going to ask for yes. So um, uh, this was just an opportunity for me to do something different to add to the the household. At the time, uh, my ex-husband was in charge of all of our funds. All of my uh, check would go direct deposit to our account, but my name wasn't on the count. So um, I, I went to him, and, and at this point I started advertising online that I'm a home stager, and I had a call from an investor. And she had a house about eight miles away from where I live. And she said, hey, I need an estimate. Um, I, I'm about to get put this house on the market. I want to get it sold quickly. Can you come give me an estimate? I was like, oh, my God, I got my first client! I'm so excited. Well, I go to the ex-husband and say, um, hey, I'm starting this business. I need, I just need ten dollars gas to get to my first appointment. I know this lady's going to hire me, and he says no. Oh, so I have a, 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 a go around and motivational speak. I talk to people about um, moving past no. So this was my first no in my right. business at the beginning and when he said no I was devastated of course because this is the person that you you're sharing your life with the closest person your biggest cheerleader that's what I'm imagining and when he said no he said oh that'll be a waste. that's a waste of time that won't be successful and um so I didn't know what else to do I called my mom and I said, hey, I need $10. I'm going to my first appointment. Please, can you send it to me? And this was before Cash App because all the, all the kids know <laughs> that because they pay requests from their parents all the time. Um, so she had to Western Union me uh, gas money to go to my first appointment. Of course, the the um, homeowner hired me, and that was my first job. So that's how my company started was with this bar, <laughs> borrowed money.
2: That, that is amazing. That is amazing. That is such an amazing story to me. and it's so, it's so incredible that from that $10, this business that you have now and the explosion of, of, of just doing it, um, yeah. all from $10, you know, all yeah. from $10 and everything. This can and it can definitely happen. It can. Mm-hmm. And i tell you what. But see, again, going back to what we were talking about. Um, you know you, you, you had this you had this dream, but you also had the drive you also had the the gumption or the 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 you know the the perseverance to make this dream come alive and I think a lot of people don't you know don't get that in the sense of it's great to have these ambitions and you shouldn't let anybody tell you no but right. you've got to do the homework. You've got to do the work. And, and, Nikki, you've done that. And now you are a very successful African-American uh, entrepreneur, female. And uh, i got to ask you this question. Is it, a, is it a challenge now? Or is it still a I mean, we have made – let me tell you something. We have, we have made some serious strides in um, – in, well, how do I put it? And in, 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 in females becoming, you know, involved and important and just incredible in jobs once perceived only for men or, or dominated by women. Um, I, was, I was talking to Nikki earlier. I'm in the film industry, and um, we had a shoot today. I was on the shoot, and it was to my pleasant surprise that three of the key players of the crew, the first AD and the camera assistants, though they were all females, and it was great. It was great to see that because these are roles that have for years been dominated by men. I mean, seriously. So, Nikki, let me ask you this. Do you find it still a challenge? I mean, do you see opportunities for women growing now
0: more than they were than when even you started? I do, in the staging industry and construction. So staging, um, when I first started, staging is majority women uh, owners. There are some men that own companies and large companies, um, Uh, but it's mostly, probably I'd say 70, 30, um, uh, 70 women, 30% men that own own staging companies. So it's it's always been women-dominated. Now in the construction industry, I always get – the question, who's the builder? So I'll go okay. to a meeting, and I'm representing my my company as the builder, and mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. want to know who's the builder or who's the developer, um, mm-hmm. and and it always shocks people to say because they think that I'm representing someone, and I'm like, no, it's me. I'm the right. person, and and it's right. so so crazy to get the reactions that I get because they're not used to people.
3: Uh, they're not right. used
0: to seeing women builders or women developers, and it—I it, think it's unfortunate because it is. it's an industry that we can do it just as easily. Um, right. and and I think that there should be more opportunities for for women. Do you see that you know?
2: happening though? More now though, I mean, or do you see women? I I you know, and I'm only speaking from the the film industry's viewpoint. Um, I I see a lot of women though. Not you know not waiting on opportunities but actually
0: making those opportunities for themselves making them you- so sort of, so you have to so in in the construction industry you do you have to make those. Um, Opportunities for yourself. I know. I uh, Also, you know, own a remodeling company. So, new construction and remodeling—they're—they're they're not looking for a woman to come come on, <laughs> come there and say, "Hey, I'm the I'm the foreman. I'm the project manager. I'm yeah. the right. owner of the company."
1: So, it's right.
0: very. <laughs> but you do. You have to make those opportunities uh, for yourself because they're not. Nobody's going to give you the opportunity. They're not going to tell you how I to do it. That. That's the hardest thing: is figuring out figuring out for yourself. Mm-hmm. Because because nobody's going to share the information. Either they want to consult and charge you a crazy amount of money, or they just don't want to tell you at all. Right. And
2: how did you – okay, so going from the builder, how did you uh, decide to diversify so much going from staging to installation to construction? I mean, did you see this all as being a natural progression?
0: I think the flooring industry is what – took me to into remodel. Um, once we get into people's houses, they're like, oh, can you give me a painter? Can you give me a, a plumber? I need to hang some lights. Can, do you have an electrician? So all that kind of naturally happened. Uh, building happened kind of by accident. I, um, I went into construction. I wanted to do some sort of investment, but I was nervous about doing my own renovation mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. you don't know what's behind the walls. It's just scary. To sure. Me. And I was like, well, I can do new construction because you you know what's going on from ground ground up. You know what's next. You know the process. And it's just it's mainly project management. It's nothing hard at all. And I start doing started doing that, and, um, and so now that just grew into development. So I built about four single family homes, and now I'm doing a 16 acre development with one acre lots. In, in 13 houses in the neighborhood. Na- got to name the neighborhood. Got to name the wow. It's exciting, exciting. So those are the kind of projects that I can see going forward, uh, right. and more construction, more development. Do you, you have an opportunity to
2: um, possibly in your, in your role uh, b- create openings for other women that are interested in the same things that you are?
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, I, I get a lot of friends asking me kind of to teach them the building process. I have one realtor that her and her husband are investors, and they're just they, – they built their first house with, a, with another builder, and they're like, we want to be our own builder. So I'm, I'm teaching them how to do their own project now. So I just – um, and she is taking the lead, so it's not her husband taking the lead. she wants to be the builder, and I, I really admire that because I want more women to know it's not hard it's not rocket science. The, this, this right. stuff is easy. We see these big builders doing it, and I think're they're, they're a little bit intimidating because they're all men and, and they expect you to, to be on their level. so I think more women should be should have that opportunity and I'm, I'm willing to teach whoever wants to know.
2: That is amazing. You know, do you think, and it sounds to me, and again, uh, you know, just, from, a, from earlier speaking with you, Nikki, um, do you think it's more, there's more pressure on women in the workforce now, you know, nowadays, or, or, or actually there's always has been. Do you think there's more pressure on women in the workplace to perform or to do? In other words, you know, I mean, do you really um, – uh, What's what am I thinking? Do you, is there a lot more um, nervous baggage to carry around as, as a woman in, in a dominated or once-dominated field? I mean, do you think women have think more so. of a challenge?
0: Yeah, I think so, because we, we have to be perfect. We, don't, we can't come in yeah. and – you know, give somebody what they're looking for. We go in and make a mistake, and they're like, "Oh, I knew she couldn't do it." So it is a lot of pressure because we it are is. wanting to be perfect.
3: Yeah, it is.
2: I um, you know, I I was I was uh, talking about something with another person about my wife, and I, um, you know, we're talking about we had a very difficult pregnancy with my daughter, and and and, and that type of thing. And I noticed in my conversation that I I touched on something that, you know, was kind of uh, offensive to my wife. And I honestly did not realize that. I honestly did not realize that. And I think it, it really brought home something to me in the sense of, over the years, how perception and how assumption really has taken a, you know, an ingrain into people's minds and they don't think twice about something uh, that you know, is very sensitive to other people. How important do you think uh, perception is in the sense of why it's such a challenge for a woman in these areas of business? I mean, do you think it's because of all of the years of the way it has been now, you know, drastically changing to the way it should be?
0: Does I think so. Sense? So I think that um basically women are perceived as weak and emotional and that we can't make, you know, decisions based on facts and that we we usually make the decision on most yeah. based on emotion, which yes, we are a little bit different than men, but I yeah. Think- I think that given the opportunity, we can show that we can make hard decisions, we can we can deliver. So I think that perception, that's a perception of us that right. needs to be, I, I think it just needs to be, um, you know, worked on. I think that walking in somebody's shoes, I just saw a really cute, cute commercial, and I can't think of who it was, and it was basically saying, take a walk in my shoes if you right. uh, feel like, you know who I am or you know what type of person I am, and that could be in, in your culture, and in diversity, in anything. Just take a, take a look at my situation and walk in my shoes, and then you'll be more sensitive to, to um, my situation. So I think that that um, is, is just a perception of women, and it, it just needs to be <laughs> – well, we, we didn't just need mean. to get a, give a chance.
2: No, exactly. And, and we need those moments, especially as a man. I, I got to tell you, i be honest, um, especially as a man, we need to be called on. It. It's something that I think should not be ignored or, or, or brushed right. aside. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, why are you getting so sensitive about that? No, it's important to be sensitive about that because, you know, if you don't understand something, what's the natural progression of things? you're, you know, you have, you know, if you go into a situation in college and you're taking a test and you fail that test, it's because you didn't understand the problems that you were facing, yeah, you, know, you know, that were being asked of you on that test. Um, if right. you don't understand your behavior, then that needs to be explained. And I, and I, I get a lot of, of blowback from people saying, well, you know, you're being too sensitive about this or, you know, this thing's getting out of control. But no, um, my opinion on it is it needs to be called because, right. you know, like my wife did with me. I mean, I honestly, Nikki, I, I did not see what the fact of what I was saying was offensive to her. I honestly right. didn't because I would never do that. Um, but, you know, until she called me on it, you know, I I, I, I didn't realize it. And, I, and, I, and, and that's that- why I, I'm sorry, go ahead.
3: And I
0: was going to say, and that's great that you, uh, you know, came to terms with that, that that was, you didn't just brush it off. And that, that's some, most of the time what happens in, in a situation where there's, really? a, there's a disagreement and they just say, oh, well, whatever, you're overreacting. So right. I, I love that that you came to terms with it and well, and acknowledged. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, thank you. And the couch was very comfortable that night. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> okay. hey listen Nikki if you don't mind we got to take a, a break real quick and um, okay. we'll come back and uh, I, will, I will enjoy speaking with you more and, uh, and maybe even talk about my uncomfortable night on the couch so uh, if you'll okay. give us just a couple of minutes uh, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back we're speaking with Nikki Watson she is a female entrepreneur and, and uh, part of, of her company the Design Quad based out of Dallas, Texas, and is the largest home stage company in the United States. We'll be right back.
3: Let me ask you a question. Do you prefer coffee or tea? This is a question we ask on our fun and informative millennial talk show called Coffee or Tea, No Phones Allowed. And why do I know? Because I'm Anna. I'm one of the co-hosts. It's a great time. It's a professionally edited weekly series that's free to watch on The Unique's YouTube channel. That's B-U-N-E-K-E. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode and leave us a comment with your topic or guest recommendations. We love hearing from you.
1: Have you ever read a web article on the Internet that really spoke to you? No, I mean really spoke to you. Well, let me tell you about Newsly. Newsly is the new and incredible audio app made especially for iOS and Android. Newsly picks up web articles about the most trending topics throughout the entire Internet. And at any given moment, Newsly reads those web articles to you in a natural human voice. Browse your favorite articles from topics you choose, stop scrolling, start playing, start listening, and start learning. And Newsly has podcasts as well. Explore trending podcasts. From over 40 countries, our podcasts, Unscripted, Coffee, Candy, and Creative, and On Demand are there, too. Go to www.newsly.me to download and use Newsly for free now. And if you use promo code BEUNIQUERADIO, all one word and with caps, receive a one-month free premium description. For the first time in the history of the Internet, the web becomes listenable. Listen and learn with Newsly.
3: to change the world for a better tomorrow using digital mediums to connect the dots of the world through professional storytelling. We have all-embracing, all-inclusive heart and are always learning to create new things, to revitalize and sustain old things. While recognizing our differences, we use positive and universal thinking to strategize for a positive outcome. We collaborate people of all distinctions to create a better me, a better you, a better us, By caring for others, there's no room in our hearts for hatred, racism, or egoism. So, let our visions heal and keep the promises of what we will be. One day, by living helpful, caring, and happy, healthy, and sensual lives. With the wonderful staff and volunteers at Be Unique, we will continue to pursue that dream by making the world a better place for everyone. From everyone at BeUnique.org, to our readers and listeners, Thank you for all your support. There's so much more on the way.
1: If you like the show tonight, let us know. Call 321-417-4309 or email mary at beunique.org to ask how you can sponsor the show. It's simple and doesn't have to cost much at all. Visit beunique.org for even more details. That's B-U-N-E-K-E dot org. Join the global world changers who already know how Be Unique helps bring together like-minded humans who are making the world a better place. Read the magazine and blog posts, watch our videos, listen to our podcast, and visit our social media from one location, and let's work together. Change tomorrow by finding solutions today. Visit BeUnique.org to learn more. That's B-U-N-E-K-E dot org.
2: All right, we're back. My name is Tony Taylor. This is Unscripted. I am with Nikki Watson, the founder of the Design Quad, based out of Dallas, Texas. It's the largest home stage company in the nation with over 300 properties staged at one time. Nikki, thank you for joining us this evening. I'm so happy to have you, and I want to ask... We are broadcasted into 90 different countries, and I know that somewhere there is a young girl sitting there dreaming about becoming somebody in business, somebody who's going to make their mark, and somebody who's going to make a change in this world. What is some of the advice that you can give that young lady who's sitting there listening right now going, I wonder if I can do this?
0: So one thing that I tell everybody that I come across that wants to start a business is start today. It does not have to be perfect. There's no perfect time ever, ever, ever. So nothing is going to line up exactly the way that you want to. So start right now. Um, register your business. Go for it. Because we'll wait. I know I've been there. I've waited until I tried to wait until everything was. I, go, I got to make this much money, save this much money, and then I'll start. Right. Or I, I'm gonna wait till the kids go to go off to college and then I'll start. And it never comes. That day never comes. You'll keep putting it off. So just start right now and go full steam ahead.
2: You know, my, there was a, a, a very, very important woman in my life who was my sister that always had a saying and I, and I try to follow it all the time. She's like, you know, perfection is the enemy of progress. And, and, uh, and, uh, I, I, I firmly believe that. And I, I appreciate your advice in saying that, you know what, now, is the time to do it regardless of what, you know, may happen getting these things started. The point is is to start. But also, too, and we brought this home a couple of times on the show tonight, do the homework, do the work, because Nikki did. She did the homework. She went, um, instead of instead of letting the price of classes and instruction get her down, she went to Amazon, and for 20 bucks, for 20 bucks and then you throw in the 10 bucks 30 bucks (laughs)
3: right
2: okay you have this incredible business that is just amazing nikki what is um in our last few minutes of the show can you tell us what is in the future for the design quad
0: well we are uh, we've been on a couple shows on HGTV, so we're on two shows now fight a little bit and the other is flip to a million so, so next year we anticipate a couple more shows on uh, HGTV. And I think that just getting the, the name out, uh, mm-hmm. we're, we have people across the country that want to partner with us. So oh, I think okay. just the, what the future looks like is, you know, being in, in other cities and having a, a broader reach than just Texas. And if people want to get
2: a hold of you or find out more information about the design quad, where can they go?
0: Well, we are on all the all the things, which is crazy to me because I'm I'm not the TikTok age; I'm the Facebook age. <laughs> but we are on.
3: am I, my It Don't feel too bad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that stuff is to me. So we're we're on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok at B Design Quad, Quad like four, and so we're all on all of the social media as, and, and our uh, website designquad.com. dot uh, com. But we are we're everywhere, so people can get in touch with us. We get messages from from stagers all over the world. We get messages from realtors, um, just trying to get a little bit more information, some help, um, things that they're struggling with. So we welcome all questions. We will answer everything, uh, anything that, that any question that anybody has. That is great. Do
2: you see the future of home staging exploding even more than it has?
0: I do. I think that um, in areas that it's not a major business, I can see, um, small, you know, stay at home moms, people that are moving from industry to industry. I can see people, more people transitioning to this business because it is a great business. And the real estate market right. holds it either if, it, if it's up or down, this is a recession-proof biz, industry. So I do see it growing wow. um, in the future.
2: That's important.
0: Uh, Nikki, I,
2: I want to thank you so much for being with us on the show this evening. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, you have uh, definitely done an amazing job with yourself, and also you are an inspiration. You really are, because um, not only have you faced the obstacles of being um, in, a, in, a, in a once male-dominated business, you know, going ahead and, 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 and moving forward and making your mark, but you also accomplish something that is very few and far between, and that is a person who literally is living the dream, and uh, you are definitely living your dream, and uh, that is something to be extremely proud of, and I hope that those that are listening realize that this can happen. You do the work, you can have your dream. And uh if you don't believe me, well, then you haven't been listening because uh Nikki is a living example of that philosophy coming to life and uh nikki i I want to really thank you, and I hope that you'll consider in the future coming back and joining us and telling us where you're at with uh the uh design quad and where you know what's happening and and how's it going. I hope you'll come back and join us
0: absolutely I'd be honored I'd love that.
2: All right, that's great. Well, hope, well, folks, that's our show for this evening. Nikki, thank you so much for joining us. And remember, we are unscripted. We are on every Thursday night, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Nikki, have a great evening. Thank you very much for joining us, and hopefully we will talk to you soon.
0: Thank you. You too. You have a great evening.
2: You do the same. Mm-hmm.